Hello, and welcome to Nobelas Oblige, the podcast where we're ranking all the Nobel laureates from 1901 until we run out of people. I'm Quinn. And I'm Maggie. Today we're in the same place. Wild, imagine. Yeah. So we're recording off of one computer today, and also it's late. So whatever audio quality we get here is what we're going to have. So hopefully it turns out fine. A mildly, slightly worse, possibly, podcast is better than no podcast at all. Yeah. So today they announced the chemistry laureates for 2022. So the Nobel Prize in Chemistry for this year was awarded to Carolyn Bertozzi, Morton Meldahl, and K. Barry Sharpless for the development of click chemistry and bioorthogonal chemistry. I was with you when you said click chemistry and bioorthogonal sounds much more like it would make me cry. Uh, it's actually not that much more complicated so we'll get to it in a minute okay um but uh this is actually dr sharpless's second chemistry prize uh he won first in 2001 so congratulations to him and to all of the laureates today how rare is it that there is a person who wins the nobel prize twice there have been five individuals in history including him who have won two nobel prizes big deal yes so this is for the development of click chemistry and bioorthogonal chemistry. So click chemistry is actually pretty simple. It's a method for building molecules that is fast and easy and avoids many of the unwanted byproducts that can often come around when you build these types of molecules. So there are all kinds of molecules that we have to kind of construct in a laboratory that are important, you know, drugs or chemicals that we use for manufacturing, different things like that. And in the past, there were lots of different methods for different types of molecules. You know, basically, each type of molecule you wanted to build had its own specific method. They were all messy, you know, difficult. Track of. Right. They were difficult to perform. They were highly dependent on having the optimal conditions in the, in the, in the lab for making them. Otherwise, things could go wrong. Obviously, there were people who knew how to do them. They were It was able to be done, but it required a lot of expertise and was generally pretty difficult. So in the 90s, Dr. Sharpless, along with his colleagues Hartmuth Kolb and M.G. Finn, started working on this problem of simplifying the process of constructing different types of molecules. So they worked on this for a while. And in 2001, they published this work under the name of Click Chemistry. So... Uh, in the in the summary that the Nobel Institute published for this, they compare it to an IKEA, uh, <laughs> to the IKEA approach of building furniture, where you are provided the all the pieces, which in this case are the chemical compounds that make up your molecules, the hardware, which in this case is the reactions that combine them together, and then a set of standard instructions to combine all of these things, and. When you combine these correctly and in this very simple process, the components all just kind of click together, hence the name. Uh, personally, I think that Legos probably would have been a better analogy, but the Nobel Prizes are in Sweden and Lego is a Danish company. So <laughs> I, did, I didn't know Lego was Danish, but I, I was going to say not to make a joke at the expense of the Swedes, but I do think that going for the IKEA comparison is about the most Swedish thing they could have done there. Exactly. Now... 
the description that I just gave you makes it sound really easy, right? I'm sure it's more complicated. I I wasn't kidding when I said it sounds like it would make me cry. Chemistry was not my forte in high school. Yeah, so so the details are obviously more complicated, right? You know, when I when when we say that this is a simple process, we mean it is simple for chemists who know what they're doing. Um, I am not a chemist. I haven't taken chemistry since high school, so we're not going to get into the details of how all of this is working. But we're going to cover kind of the general principles of how this it goes. So reactions that are suitable to be used in click chemistry. So the, the reactions that are these simple procedures to make the components clip together have to follow a certain set of criteria. Uh, we're not going to get into all of them because some of them are very technical, but it's things like, you know, they have to be broadly applicable to a wide variety of molecules. They have to have few byproducts and they have to, and the byproducts that they have have to be easily cleaned up and things like that. Um, otherwise it kind of defeats the purpose of, of doing it. So when Sharpless and his collaborators were working on this, they identified a certain type of reaction called the 1,3 dipolar cycloaddition reaction as a possible candidate for using in click chemistry. Don't ask me what that means. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it means something, but I... <laughs> right, but the upshot is that it's a type of reaction that fits these criteria. Okay. And so they identified this as one that would be a suitable candidate for using for this process. And so they kind of rolled with it and started exploring it. But there was some issues with it that prevented their use right away. The main one of which was basically that the uh, reaction was not fast enough. It wasn't mm -hmm. doing things at a scale that they wanted it to be doing. So uh, in the next couple of years after that, 2001, 2002, there were two independent groups. Uh, the first one was Sharpless and, um, and a collaborator named uh, Valeri Foken. And an independent group, which was made out of Morton Meldahl and Christian Torno, they both independently found that you can use copper ions to catalyze the cycloaddition reactions. And they were able to accelerate them up to 10 to the 7 times faster than what they were working at before. So yeah. for those who are not familiar with scientific notation, that's one with seven zeros after it. Uh, do we know why copper ions specifically do this or is it? I don't. They, sure they, they know. know. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure they know. Um, I don't, I don't know enough chemistry to get into the details of cool. that. Cool. In that case, I'm going to go with magic copper for now. Yeah. <laughs> and it also turns out that, uh, you know, when you add copper in as a catalyst, it makes these reactions very widely applicable to a whole slew of different molecules to build. And the copper ions can be added in in a very straightforward procedure that works for all kinds of different experimental conditions. So this process uh, soon after that was adopted by chemical manufacturers because, you know, they need to be able to build these molecules. And this kind of process helps that speed up quite a bit. And, you know, they're able to produce a lot more product and a lot more different products. 
than they could before. Because of the magic copper. Right. <laughs> and then uh, it soon led to kind of an explosion in this field of click chemistry of exploring different kinds of reactions and different kinds of products that you can make and all these different things. Nice. Now, there was an issue with this, which is that copper is toxic to living organisms. So this particular process could not be used for things that were going to be used with living things. Medicines come to mind. Uh, right. Uh, more specifically, there were people who wanted to be able to do click chemistry directly inside of living cells. Because, there, you know, if you can do it inside of the cell, you can target very specifically whatever it is you're trying to target. Oh, okay. um, and it allows you a lot more flexibility and things like that. Is that, that sounds like there are some like newer drugs that like help with cancers, like specific type of cancers, instead of having to do chemo, there's like drugs that are available. Is that like kind of, cause the targeting sounds similar. To we'll that. get to that in okay. a second, but that is one of the applications that they would want to use for this. So one of the people who's working on this problem was Carolyn Bertozzi, one of the, the third laureate that we haven't listed yet. And so in 2004, Carolyn Bertozzi and her collaborators showed that a type of cycloaddition reaction, which is called the SPAAC reaction, SPAC reaction. I've heard catchier names. <laughs> I yeah. It stands for something. Um, I didn't want to get into it because yeah, it's complicated. And I don't know the details. Fair enough. Um, but they showed that this type of reaction is able to be done inside of a living cell without disrupting the normal processes of that cell. So specifically, instead of using uh, copper as a catalyst for this reaction, they use something else which is not toxic to, to organisms. That makes sense. That, that even with my lack of chemistry knowledge, I too would be like something other than the toxic thing. Right, exactly. Like that, yeah. So, I mean, the issue is that, you know, before this, Mm -hmm. people were like, yes, this is toxic, so we can't use it in living things. The problem was figuring out what you could use instead. Yes. Her and her group figured it out. Yes. She and her very, group. Very, very clever, prize-worthy, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. And not only did they show that this was able to be used in cells, they were also able to demonstrate several important uses for that reaction inside of the cell. And they developed methods of cleaning up the byproducts that come from it. And uh, so she is the one that termed the coin or coined the term <laughs> uh, bioorthogonal, which basically just is that definition of a process that is able to be done inside of a living cell without disrupting the processes of that cell. Nice. And uh, she continues to be a leading figure in the development of this field of bioorthogonal chemistry, um, nice. which again, it basically boils down to click chemistry that can be done inside of living things. And, um, and now the, so the, you know, so this was 2004, this is almost 20 years ago. And so now the field of bioorthogonal chemistry holds hope for all kinds of different things, including new cancer treatments, antimicrobial uses, drug delivery, and many other things. That's very cool. I, I had to pause and deal with the psychic damage that you saying 2004 was almost 20 years ago dealt to me in that moment. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, so that's the brief overview 
of today's chemistry prize. Nice. Uh, short episode today because I'm so tired. Uh, which brings me to my recommendation for today, which is to not book a 7 a.m. flight at an airport that is an hour and a half away from where you live. Yeah, that would that would do it. <laughs> you want to share how much sleep you got last night? I got, I think, three and a half hours of sleep last night. So to give you context, we're recording this at 10 p.m., I woke up at 3.30 a.m. this morning. You did nap, which is why you were able to form coherent sentences at all, I think. Yes, um, but still, it's uh, it's been a long day. Yeah. But uh, this was, uh, you know, doing the research for this was actually a really nice break in the middle of the day because it's a cool thing that I don't know a whole lot about, but... It's fun. Yeah, it's fun, and it's, <laughs> and it's really interesting, and I got to learn a new thing today. We love learning. Yes. I'm I'm going to steal a possible future recommendation of yours and go with uh, Avatar and the Last Airbender. <laughs> it's a good show. It and is. I'm I, just upset that you took it from me. <laughs> it's, it's very special to Quinn in particular, but also having watched it, like, I've watched some of it more than once already, but having watched the entire thing start to finish one time and now, like, seeing a few of those episodes again, now that I know the ending, I'm like, man, this holds up in like multiple ways it's very good um honestly i think that that brief moment in like the middle of the early pandemic where everyone was just watching avatar because it was on netflix was like that was a nice little eye of the hurricane situation yes we could all we all needed and still need the advice of uncle iroh yes all right that's it for us today Tomorrow is the Literature Prize, which is going to be covered by Maggie. Hello, it's me, the resident English nerd or literature nerd. It's not exclusive to English because it's an international prize. True. But they we'll do c- tend to skew uh, towards European languages and a lot of English. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens tomorrow. Book's good. Yes, book's good. Uh, we're really tired. <laughs> uh, With the wise words of book's good, we're going to go. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, uh, well, this is going to be a rough edit. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, all right, we'll see you all tomorrow. See? Here, whatever. You know what I mean. You'll hear us. You'll you'll hear us tomorrow. We will continue to intrude. Yes. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs)